You're listening to Keeping Up with the Knights, a podcast for the faculty and staff at Steele High School, allowing them to connect outside of the classroom. Teacher, coach, mentor, and speaker Michael Herrera, a past district teacher of the year, will sit down with fellow teachers and bring their stories to life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy these stories as they unfold on this episode of Keeping Up with the Knights. All right, welcome back, Night Nation, to another episode of Keeping Up with the Knights. I get to sit down with, with my partner in crime, Coach Lonnie Hubbard, man. Lonnie, thanks for taking some time out of your day to visit with me on this episode. No doubt. My pleasure. All right, man. So as you are well aware, I start off every podcast with five questions that I'll, I'll um, ask you. I call them bell ringers, and then you'll shoot five back at me, and then we'll just kind of dive into the podcast from there. So my, my first question is always the same. If you were to go back in time and high five yourself for something that you have done, what would you go back and high five yourself for and why? I would say, you know, having the determination to stay, stick with it and get a college degree, you know, and I say why, because it's, it's sometimes it's not hard. There's not, not everybody's built for college. You know, and I would say when I first got to college, I really wasn't built for college either because, you know, I basically wasted some money because I wasn't that good. And I didn't realize, you know, it's not like school. You don't you have to you don't have to go anymore, you know. And uh, so it was it was a change for me. I had to realize that it was money coming out of my pocket and then it seemed more <laughs> important to me, you know. So I would high five myself for having, the, uh, I guess, the intestinal fortitude to get through it, you know, and. Some people get done in three years, some four, some eight, some nine, you know, and they're not doctors when they get eight and nine. So as long as you get done, you know, it's a great thing. So was that, was there a time during your, your college years where you felt like you wanted to quit or not continue to go or you knew better? I, I can tell you right now. Yes. There, there was a time when I was like, ah, uh, you know, I'm just going to work, make some money. You know, I, I took four years off. I didn't go straight through, you know, I did a couple of years and I literally had four years off, you know, and that's, that's between deciding what you're, what you're going to do. You know, uh, I'm obvious and you know, this story, I'm obviously not who I thought I was going to be whenever I left high school, because I was like a lot of people then and I had no idea. Oh, let's go do it. Be an engineer. They make lots of money. You know, I, I thought, you know, I love math. I did love math until it became more letters than numbers, <laughs> you know. So, you know, that got in my way, you know, and I could sit there and say, uh, then I was going to be a computer programmer, which was great in itself too, and make a lot of money doing that. And I was pretty good until I ran into C++ programming language and that changed that out too. So, <laughs> so you know, it's, uh, it, it's good. I mean, I very well could have just quit, you know, through all of that. But, yeah. You know, I wanted to finish. All right. Question number two, if you could play the role of a movie star or a character, who would you be? I'm going to give away, you know, one of my answers to another question I thought you may ask me. <laughs> um, I would have to say it's, it's Denzel Washington in Remember the Titans. Nice. That's you a good know, place. And that's just, you know, the, the things that he had to go through and overcome you know, and the, the way he had to get the kids to uh, respond and change their mindset, you know, that's, that's huge, you know, and that's something that we go through nowadays is, 
you know, getting the mindset. You already know it's changing the mindset. And that's something that he had to do. And he had all kind of kickback, you know, from parents or whoever else might be the case, you know. Mm -hmm. So I really admire the role that he played in that. All right. Nice. All right. Question number three. I love asking this question, man. All right. So Coach Hubbard is, is walking out on the basketball court and they're going to play your theme song. What's that? What's that song when they announced the, the five foot ten guard from Shirts, Texas, number whatever number you were, right? What's that? What's that song playing in the background? <laughs> Man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to. Hmm. That is a thought process right there. Um. Man, I would have to say. It's like a it's, it's like a duty thing to me. So I don't know. I, I really loved, you know, growing up and it's because of the energy that it brought and stuff like that. Van Halen's jump. Nice. You know, that song, you know, because it's just it was just so energetic, you know, and that's the, that's the thing, you know, whether you're coaching or whether you're playing, you just have to bring, you know, that kind of energy to the game. So uh, Van Halen's jump actually did that for me. Nice. All right. That's a good choice, man. Number four, favorite. Oh, I can't ask you that. Just kind of, well, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. uh, question number four, your favorite movie of all time. And I think I know this one, but let's see if you say it. Man. Yeah. Now you're going to, now you're going to get me really going. Cause you know, I'm going to shock everybody. My favorite movie of all time is honestly, uh, it's, it's not a sports movie. I know. But it's it's Tombstone. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tombstone. I, I just I, one I love westerns, but you know the just the things that the the brother White Earps and everything and Doc Holliday and all those guys had to overcome, you know, and just just the family, you know, that they had to to put together, you know, to overcome a, a bigger group, you know, of you know outlaws, I should say, but um. They just had to bond together, and I love the way that they bonded together. And one one scene was where uh, Doc Holliday was actually offended by Wyatt Earp because Wyatt Earp said he didn't have to get involved in this, and so he was offended because he's like, "Man, we're family, you know. Don't tell me that I don't have to get involved. This whatever you do is what I do, and that's what you know. That's what we always try and teach, you know, on the court, on the field, wherever it might be the case, is it, we all one." you know, in that situation. So he was really offended by that, but that movie really, you know, and it's got a bunch of great scenes, you know, so uh, I, that's my, that's my favorite movie all time. Well, you know what? That's why I asked the question because not very many people would know that about you, but I knew that. And I was like, man, he better answer that. <laughs> all right. My last question for you. Question number five has three parts, just three things that you like to do for fun outside of this environment, outside of this world. What's three things that you do for fun? Man, you know, I, this um, I like, I like nature as much as I am not in it, you know, that much. But um, I really do. I I like nature. So me just kicking back, and I can think of going to Capano Bay and throwing a fishing rod off the pier, and that's that's so 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 relaxing to me. So I I would definitely say that uh that uh, fishing is one of those, and. You know, I, I love sports. You can you can take me to a, a basketball game, a football game, you know, and it's just it's just the excitement. And again, the, the camaraderie, you know, the people going absolutely crazy, you know, so I, I love that type of thing as well. And the third one, man, you already know this. I just love to 
chill. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, and this, this TV's right there and I'm just relaxing and watching TV, whether it be a movie, you know, whether it be sports, but sometimes it's not relaxing if your team is playing. Yeah. But man, that's just nothing else going on, you know, clear thought and you're just doing that, you know, and, and us as coaches, you know, you don't get that that much because no. you're always thinking about what you're going to be doing the next day and so on. But that's why I, I when I get the chance to just chill, it's great. And a lot of people ask, hey, what are you doing during spring break? I'm like, chill. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Well, I thought you were going to say barbecue, but that kind of fits oh, in that mode. Man, of, that's of, right there. You're right. You're right. That's, See, that's you, right there. You threw me off. I thought that was going to be number three. <laughs> but hey, those are my five. Go ahead. Shoot away. All right. First one. What's the first thing? that you thought of when you woke up this morning? Whew. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing, nothing too deep, but the first thing that I think of when I wake up in the morning, there's a couple of things really, is has my alarm gone off yet? But really number two, for those of you that know me, I've got a little two-year-old and she sleeps in our bed every night. And I never know when she sneaks in there because she does it so quietly. She gets into our bed. She climbs under the covers. Is is she awake or not? And I try to sneak myself out of the bed so I don't wake her up. So this morning it was just how much longer do I have until my alarm goes off and then make sure I don't wake up Cora next to me. There you go. And that's that's nice. I like that. That's a popular answer because I know I would say the same thing. What time is it? <laughs> you know, so that's oh, good. That's good. All right. Number two. And I know this is good for you. And I, I did this for you. Um, what book that you have read do you wish would be made into a movie? Man, because the first one that comes to mind already is a movie that I wish, man. But that see, that that's a tough one, Hub, because <laughs> most of the books that I read that you know of are more self-help, motivational, mindset. Mm -hmm. So they're not, boom, I got it. This is a good one, huh? <laughs> For all of you guys to know, disclaimer here, I gifted Coach Hubbard a book a long time ago. You know a book I'm talking about, right? I do. I do. It's collecting dust somewhere in your house. <laughs> Coach Hubbard probably hasn't gotten past chapter two, but the book is called For God's Sake. And that to me is like the ultimate story of... And it's about a custodian on campus, on a high school or a, I can't remember, a high school, college campus, who has this ongoing relationship with a basketball coach. And it totally wasn't, when you read the title, for God's sake, the way it's written, it sounds like someone's yelling it, you know, like they're angry or they're upset. And that is what the coach would say. Um, but anyway, the story is about a relationship between a, a coach and a custodian and how the custodian was able to help him through his coaching and, and whatnot. So I think it's just like, it's a great story of just being a good story. Number two, it has to do with sports. It has to do with relationship building and, and how we need to lean on, e on each other in this life. And so I think that would be like, you know, you mentioned the movie that you would like to play a role in. This is one of those like feel good kind of stories that comes out of the relationships of, teaching and coaching and, and, and whatnot. So I would say, uh, for God's sake. I'm about to read that. <laughs> <laughs> it's All in right. your house somewhere. Yes. Yes, it is. And along with that other stack that I have <laughs> number three, 
alive or not, who would you like to have a conversation with? Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. And really, it's any um, – someone asked me this question. I don't remember who it was, but um, – and I've asked this question to people before. Um, but to me, anybody that stands for something bigger than themselves because they know it's right – you know, you, you got all of these these different types of movements and whatnot and what he stood for and what he had to go through in prison um, for what he believed and what he wanted to try to get his country to do um, and, 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 and minimize the segregation and all that kind of stuff. Like, to me, those are just powerful people that, you know, uh, Martin Luther King kind of stuff, right, where they just they stand for something because they know it's right. They know it's true, but you know, they, they suffered because of it. But in the end, we were all better because of it. Um, and man, I can't remember how long he was in prison, but you know, 20, 30 years or whatever, he was in prison and then was released, but he was able to impact thousands and millions of people while he was in prison. And you and I, you, you know, good and well, what story that, that embodies too in, in the Bible, but Oh, yeah. It's just the, the parallels of that. You know, I would love to sit down and talk with that guy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great person. That's a good selection. All right, here you go. Now we're going to get into the sporting part of you. <clears throat> Favorite all-time college coach? Favorite all-time college coach? Woo, man. I, I can't. That, that's too tough. <laughs> because it's – I think growing up as a kid – not knowing any better, not knowing what I know now with the game of basketball, you know, I gravitated towards watching, you know, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, NC State, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the honor of being able to really study and watch, you know, John Wooden. Mm -hmm. So I have to go back to think like, who, who is it that, that I, to answer your question, it's more like now versus I was just a basketball kid enjoying a game versus studying the game and, and knowing what I know now. So I'm going to, because I'm the host of this podcast, <laughs> my coach that I just absolutely like, if I could just be on his staff or be a fly on the wall, it's probably Buzz Williams right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think coach K and those guys, those are all, you know, but I don't have any, I've never met him. You know, I, I've met Buzz. I've, I've been in his gym. I've gone to his clinics. I know what he stands for. I see his social media account, and I know it's him behind that. It's not someone doing it for him. Right. And so right now I would say it, it would be Buzz Williams. Yeah. No, I, I can't fault that at all because you're, you're correct. You know, and we, we visited that guy, and, man, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, he may not show it, you know, recently in, in wins and losses, but yep. – uh, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Yes, yes, it is. A&M. Right. Last one, last one. Um, five. Favorite sports movie. Favorite sports movie. Man, it, it's crazy because it's not a great movie. It really <laughs> isn't. But it's my childhood movie, man. It's And it's The Pistol, The yeah. Birth of a Legend. Um, you know, it, it's... It's not your coach Carter. It's, it's, you know, it's not, you know, those kind of movies, but it's a, it's an older movie, you know, dealing with one of the, one of my opinion, of course, too, but one of the greatest players to ever play pistol Pete Maravich. Um, but it's also a story of um, again, kind of like this theme of, of, of segregated schools and whatnot. He, he knew that he wanted to um, 
you know, have white kids playing black kids on the basketball court and, and, and bring everybody together. And, and he knew that they were the better talent where he lived and, and they couldn't consider themselves champions because they didn't, they haven't played the the best black team. And that's kind of how it went. And, um, you know, a fellowship and brotherhood, and he's got a, a Christian side to him too. And so there's just a great, great story. And this, and the movie is about him as an eighth grader. And I watched it when I was in seventh grade. So that was like, you know, that was my dream to be just like Pistol Pete Maravich. Um, and that's just kind of always been my go-to uh, movie. It's probably not the best produced, you know, probably a really small budget, but it's the storyline that makes it my best. So my favorite. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm going to follow up, man, you know, because I'm a communications teacher and follow-up questions are great things. Yeah. So um, I've never asked you this, but um, why? Because it wasn't like he was – I'm not sure that you ever watched him play live because no. he's before you. Yep. But what made you love Pistol Pete? Where did that come from? Because it's not like you watched him play. I can say Magic Johnson's my guy, yep. you know, because yep. I watched him play, you know, growing yep. up. You know, that's really good because that, I never really thought about that way, too. Um, I studied more about Pistol Pete after I watched the movie and learned, you know, he, Pistol Pete Maravich had a bunch of uh, homework basketball videos on VHS. Um, I feel like you're interviewing me for a second here, but. <laughs> This is a question that no one's really asked me before. So for those of you listening on this podcast, now I'll get to take you down a rabbit hole really quick. <laughs> Growing up in the family environment that I did with a, a divorced uh, father and mother, um, I, I was always very um, poetic in my observations of how other family dynamics were. And I had a good friend um, who was a good basketball player, but he was always um, being trained by his father um and, and was doing all of these drills that I knew nothing about I had to make things up on my own on a dirt basketball court in my mom's backyard whereas this this kid um who was one of my best friends was was being trained on a nice court nice hoop you know the lines on the driveway uh by his dad and those were all things I did not have right um so I learned that what they were doing is they were using the Pistol Pete Maravich homework basketball videos. And it's literally Pistol Pete in the old gym doing leg circles with the ball. It's all ball handling and, and all the stuff that you know me to do with our guys, our freshmen and stuff like that. That all comes from back in those days. Um, and then, I, of course, I watched the movie and I saw how his work ethic was and how he – he, he uh, never made any excuses, but he woke up and played basketball. He did his homework and then he played more basketball. And before he went to bed, he played more basketball. Um, he was just a hoop head. And, and so that grew into now I get to go watch this guy play and, and see video clips of him and stuff like that. I bet you I probably, you know, because we didn't have YouTube back then. So they had to have shown clips of Pistol Pete back in the day when I was watching your Lakers with mm -hmm. magic and playing against the Celtics and Larry bird and all that kind of stuff. But he was a basketball player who was ahead of his time in the league. Um, yes. He was a little fancy uh, with his passes and his ball handling and all that kind of stuff. He was a little bit of a showboat, um, but man, it all started because of how fundamental he was in, in his game. So that's kind of where that all came from, man. 
It's good. It's good. It's good. Yep. Yep. And then I made a uh, Pistol Pete Maravich practice jersey and then bought his uh, New Orleans <laughs> Jazz jersey too. So. <laughs> All right, let's get off this uh, basketball talk. Let's start talking about you, Lonnie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you and I have been here now for 15 years. Um, next year will be year 16. We got here the year after the school opened. I think I can probably count maybe on one hand, possibly two hands max, how many people are still here when you and I got here. Um, so we've been together a long time, but a lot of people don't know, you know, who Lonnie Hubbard is other than that he's coach Hubbard. Right. So let's just start by talking about your childhood, where you grew up, um, you know, what your childhood life was like with your, with your parents and talk a little bit about like elementary and then kind of stop at the high school time frame. Okay. Uh, that's, that's easy, you know, and uh, uh, I'm a military brat, you know, so, and I came along when my, my dad was close to retiring. So I was almost born in Japan Okay, but we came back to uh, Columbus Air Force Base, Mississippi, and, and that's where I was hatched, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember nothing about it, and we moved to uh, Randolph Air Force Base, and I went to kindergarten at Randolph Air Force Base, and then we got a house in uh, Shirts, and I went to Shirts Elementary for, you know, I've been in this district for a while, Shirts Elementary, and then from there I went to uh, Oh, Henry Middle School, which is now Corbett Middle School. You know, you renamed it. And from there, I went to down the road, uh, Clemens. <laughs> Clemens High School, you know. So, no, I, I love it, you know. And uh, it's, it's, just, it's a great area. And I grew up here, you know. So it, it is home, you know. So it was fun to, uh, to come back home and teach, you know, because I, I lived for a while. You know, yeah. so uh, I, I got to come back home and teach. So I'm definitely an SCUC kid, you know, and I, I've been here for a long time. And it's, a, it's a good place to be. So brothers, sisters, um, I, like talk about your parents. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what did they do for a living? Okay. Okay. Yeah. My, my dad was obviously in the Air Force. Yeah. Um, my mom has been civil service for years. So, I mean, they're Randolph Air Force Base has, has been really good to us. You know, that's where my, my dad ended up retiring from. My dad had worked out at Lackland for a little bit in Kelly Air Force Base at the time, you know, but uh, my mom has been civil service, you know, for Randolph for years and years and years. And uh, my grandmother got her that job because my grandmother was there working civil service, you know, at Randolph okay. for years as well, you know. So uh, it's Randolph, like I said, has been has been great to us, you know, and, and it's been really good to us because um, my, my older brother, who is, uh, who was as asthmatic and, you know, it still is asthmatic, you know, a lot of times you grow out of it, but you know, sometimes you don't, but there's, there were times when he wasn't doing so well. And then, you know, he's five years older than I am and, you know, you would worry. And I remember going back to Fort Fort Sam all the time because, you know, he was sick or whatever, but uh, next thing, you know, I've got asthma, you know, so I, I didn't have it as bad as him, you know, but, uh, being, being part of the military, you know, it, it made it easy. And not that you would ever do this, or I'm not telling anybody to do this, but anytime we would get sick, all we would have to say, because you know how you go to the doctor, okay, it's three hours, four hours, and they come to see you. But all we had to say, oh, yeah, my asthma is acting up. And then they'll take you right now because you can't <laughs> breathe, you know? So so we kind of use that. But uh, no, it's, 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 a, it's a great area. I mean, I've seen this place just crazy develop. You know, where we are right now here still flat out was a just a field, 
of nothing, trees yeah. and just, you know, and that's, you know, you already know there's a reason why we've had mice, not so much this year, all, you know, <laughs> but this is, we're in their environment, you know, yeah. we invaded their home, you know, so uh, this place has, has really, really blown up, you know, with the houses and all that stuff. You're talking about graduating class at, at Clemens High School is like 200 and something. Okay, so it, it, it's definitely blown up. Now we have two high schools way bigger than that. You know, yeah. so the place is the place is has grown up. So small town, small town feel. So like, what were some of the things that you did growing up as a kid? You know, sports activities. What'd you mm -hmm. participate in? And, uh, and that, that's a crazy thing too. And, and Coach McDowell would tell you this, but um, Buffalo Valley, which is still Buffalo Valley now, it's Buffalo Valley Youth Association. You know, I, I got into that. You know, from basketball early. Baseball early, you know, basically grew up. Basketball came along, and believe it or not, later. And uh, baseball, I played baseball for years and years and years and years, you know, all the way through Buffalo Valley. So BBYA has, has done great. And, you know, and that's honestly, you know, I can attribute a lot of stuff to Buffalo Valley Youth yeah. Association because playing, playing, playing. But that's where, you know, I, I started coaching, you know, as well. I coached a little bit on Randolph. But I also coached Buffalo Valley's all-star teams and their baseball teams. And that's where I, I grew a love for, you know, after going through all those, you know, engineering and, you know, computer programming. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, you know what? And I was coaching at the time. I said, that's fun. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I really am glad, you know, whether it be Randolph, I coached at Randolph, I coached at Boysville, I coached uh, for the YMCA when I was there. So I pretty much coached everywhere. And learn to love it, you know, and the best part about it now is now I do it and they, they actually pay me for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it's fun. It kind of, it kind of led into everything, you know, just growing up and being in that environment, it kind of led to, you know, what I am now. So, so in high school, at some point, I guess senior year, you were like, I'm going off to college and I want to go study. What'd you, what'd you start off? Math, you said? Engineering. What kind engineering. of engineering? Mechanical. And then what, spent two years in that? I spent about a year and a half in there. And then switched um, over to math? I switched from there computer, to computer programming. Computer yes. programming? Yes, yes. And you're like, all right, man, I'm, I need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. So you know, during I, that I, break? I, I did. I, I skipped one. It was, uh, it was engineering, then accounting. I actually went from I, – I did it backwards. I would tell kids nowadays to – I would tell kids in a heartbeat to start off, especially if you're wishy-washy like I was, to start off, you know, at a at a Lakeview, you know, at a St. Phillips, you know, and just make sure that your stuff can transfer because you can figure things out there. And it's a whole lot less expensive. You know, kids nowadays fall into the, I'm going to UT, I'm going to the AM, you know, right. just a big name, and they have no idea, you know, what they're going to do, you know. Right. So I would say that. And that's what I did. I actually went to St. Phillips after I left UTSA and I actually have a accounting, yeah, associates in accounting, you know, I can tell you right now, it's a, a so, accounting application, special, application specialist in accounting, you know, right. and that's basically Excel and stuff like that. Yeah. That's all it is. This is yeah. a big name for being able to do numbers, you know, in the computer, you know, but then when I left there, you know, that's when I went to uh, Texas state and decided to be a, computer programmer which I thought I was going to do because I was really doing really well until C++ came along and and changed my mind which I'm glad it did because I'd probably be 
you know, half blind and not be able to see as much because the computer program is kind of affects your eyes. <laughs> Who knows, have back problems and all kinds of stuff, you know, so it's, it's a good thing. All right. So um, at, was it during your college years or was it after the fact when you realized that you wanted to get into education? It was during my college years. Yeah. Not like during the break or when you were actually going to school? When I was going to school. Okay. When I was going to school. Yeah. Okay. I just kind of, so, kind of shifted. Going into your educational journey, you graduate college. Just take me through the steps. Take us through the steps of what, where you went from the time you graduated to, you know, landing a job here at Steel High School 15 years ago. Yeah, it was weird. You know, I, I did my block and everything at New Braunfels Middle School, which is awesome. There's some coaches that are there now that, uh, and you see me talking to them at our games that were there then. And I was, you know, basically student teaching for them at the time. And it was a great experience. You know, I, I love being at New Braunfels. It was, it was good. It showed me a lot. But I went from there and did my, actually, that was my block at New Braunfels. I did my student teaching at the, uh, what they call the Gray Campus, which is now Judson Middle School. I did my student teaching at the Gray Campus, you know, and this is crazy, but being a, a Clemens Buffalo for years, you know, and, and, and bleeding that blue and gold, that's the last place I wanted to be, was it, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, but uh, I, I, can, I can talk great, you know, uh, about Judson because I, I loved it when I was there and they, uh, they treated me well. And there's a lot of people over there that, uh, that I, I still look up to, you know. So in that journey, um, I was at the great campus and I got lucky because it was uh, after the fall semester when I graduated, you know. So I graduated like December 27th, I believe it was, you know. So it's hard to get a job in January, in the yep. middle of the year. Um, I got lucky and sure enough, was able to land a job in Judson District. And I was at Woodlake Hills Middle School. and. That's a, and that's a, that's a bonus in itself because they just saw you working, you know? So if you didn't do a good job, then they're not about to hire you. You know, right. you, your, your, uh, your interview was your live resume because they just saw you work, you know? So they must've liked what I did, you know? And they, they hired me at Woodlake Hills, which was, which again was, was great because man, there's no other, no other place that I would love to have started because uh, Cliff Baker is a guy now. He lives up in Denton with his family. Awesome. You know, uh, taught me a lot as far as, you know, the, the coaching business, you know, and how you should handle things and the way you should do things. You know, when I first got there, man, the people that I was with a week or two later, man, I was like, I don't know if I can do this because <laughs> They, they were just so rash, you know, yeah. and they seemed, they seemed like arrogant to me, you know, I'm like, Hey, it's okay to be friendly, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they just weren't, you know, and, uh, but it wasn't that they weren't friendly. They were just trying to mold me, you know, into what, you know, I needed to be, you know, and I can sit here and rent, rattle off names. And I'm sure a lot of these guys, you know, may very well even watch this, you know, Cliff Baker, um, John Danaher, who's at veterans, uh, Richard Mendoza, you know, who's at Veterans, uh, Brad Mulder, who's over at Clemens. You know, those are all guys that I was basically working for at the beginning, you know, and I was new. But they, they helped me and helped me realize, you know, uh, how, 
how things are supposed to be done, you know, and uh, right. And then next thing you know, you know, one of my one of my best friends now came along maybe a half a year later with his coach signs, you know, <laughs> and there we are together, you know, uh, coaching seventh grade football. It's awesome. You know, the stories that we could tell, I, I'll, I'll just tell you a brief, you know, uh, they did this to us. We always had, we had the football field and there's a big old banner. You always see those banners, you know, they put across the base of the stands, you right, know, yeah, right. hills. He told us to go out there and, you know, pin it up, you know, with the zip ties and everything. So here we go. Okay, we'll do it. Go out there. We did it all. It took maybe 30 minutes. Finished it. Came back up. They were just looking at us. We're like, what? Well, it looks all nice and good, but I hope they don't sit in the first row because they can't see. We're like, so <laughs> it's like, you let us do all that. Yeah. And now we have to go back and do it because <laughs> you didn't go out there and tell us, you know? So we're like, Really? But, you know, they're, they're teaching us and you know, we're learning. But um, after that, we had our first scrimmage. And then uh, our little seventh graders are out there and hopefully they got their pads on right and the tailbone pad in the right place. But we get all that straight. Um, the cones and everything for the field, they weren't out there. You know, Signs and I are like, they're like, hey, you going to set up the field? Set up the field. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, just push the button. You know what's yeah. going on. You know, so we had to do that. So we're scrambling around. So I'm, I'm sure they did this on purpose. We're scrambling around, and then the kids are like, "It wasn't even the kids. It's the coach. Hey, are they going to wear jerseys or anything like that? Practice jerseys." <laughs> <laughs> we're like, so we're scrambling out there. They're all sitting in lines, all locked in, and we're throwing jerseys out there and all. And man, no lie, nobody wore number. I think it was 88 that day. Because as we were throwing them out, it got stuck on the lights up top and everything. We couldn't even get to it. We're like, we're like seriously? And then here we go out there. You know, we're good now. We're running out on the field. You know, like we're taking a Friday night football coming through the, you know, the banner. Yeah. We run out there. Man, I look up. The sign's going to kill me for saying this. But I look up. Where's science? <laughs> I thought he was right out here with me. Yeah. You know? Man, that dude. Got a nosebleed. Nose started bleeding. <laughs> so even Tiffany, his wife, was like, "Where's David?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> so man, it, it 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 was a great experience. I can't. I will not. You know, uh, ever fault. You know, Woodlake Hills. Frank Arnold, the guy also that was the athletic director for Judson. Awesome guy. You know, D.W. Rutherford. Those guys are those guys are awesome, and they helped you know, me to become, you know, you know, what I am, which I hope is halfway decent. And then your next step, obviously here, right? Yes. Yes. You know, and that was another five years down the line, six years down the line, just so happened, you know, I was happy, you know, and it's all about being happy. And uh, I was happy, but I have friends over here and yeah. they said there was an opportunity, you know, so I put in, it wasn't like, you know, man, I got to go. You know, it, it wasn't that way, you know, right. but uh, opportunity came, you know, and, and sure enough, I was able to, to get in over here. and The rest is history. You know, yeah, and it, it's been great. Coach Jinx is awesome. I, there's so many people, yeah. you know, I can sit here and thank. Yep. Have yep. All that time. So let's let's get in. So I guess the general question that I like to ask people is like, so why why did you get into teaching period? You know, um it, it's fun. And the whole thing, and I know you've heard me say this before, it's the simply put is making a difference, making a difference. You know, if 
if we can go out there and, and do the things that we do and it affects just one person, it's worth it. It's yep. worth it. And you, you know this, you know, reading the Bible like you do, you know, it's like casting out the net. Yep. Okay? They say it all the time, cast out the net. Because if you just get one, it's all worth it, you know, and been fortunate. You know, there's some people that, that I've encountered that really look up to and really are, are, are who they are, you know, partly because of the things, you know, that we've done with them in the past. And you, you know this, you know, very well as well, but it's, it's, that's what I consider making a difference. And it doesn't have to be the athlete, you know, it can be kids in class. And I've got, you know, several kids in class that will come back and say, hey, coach, you know, you know, uh, this is what we did. Hey, your stuff was hard to do here in the class with the interviews and everything. When I did that interview with them, it was easy, yeah. you know, but that's, that's all worth it because they're appreciative. There was a kid just last week that came and uh, I just happened to be in the office and they came and got me in the back and kid from like three, four years ago, you know, that I did not have as an athlete who's in my class, mm-hmm. you know, and he was just talking about how he's doing and how appreciative he was of the, the things that, you know, that, that we had talked about, you know, in school and all. So that's the, the thing for me is, is making a difference. Sure. You're not going to make a difference with everybody. It's not going to happen, you know, but uh, just, just one person, you know, just making that difference, you know, yeah. and uh, just like you already know very well, you know, in the Bible, he went back and got that one sheep. It, it just takes one, you know, so it, it's all good. Yeah. For those of you that, that know Lonnie, you know, that uh, he's on, he's on the brink of, uh, you know, getting his, his wings and, in his halo. Uh, I tease him and I always call him St. Hubbard. Uh, you know, when, when, when coach Hubbard casts his net, he doesn't just get one. He gets about, you know, a hundred of them. Uh, I may cast out a net and get one, but not. not he's, he, he's a, he's a true saint on campus. All right. So let, let's kind of talk about like, you know, education, you're in the classroom. What's your definition of success? How do you know that you are successful in the classroom with your students? Okay. You know, and I teach communications. So my, my whole goal, you know, in, in class is we have, we have like baseline stuff, meaning first, first two weeks of class, we'll have a, this is me. And it's all it is. You have to pick 10 songs that you can relate to, you know, and explain why you chose those songs. And I always use dear mama as an example, yeah. because people can get up there and say, well, my mom has done this for me. My mom's this great, you know, and that's, you're just going to pick 10 songs that have a meaning to you. And the best part about it is they have to get up in front and talk about it, which is hard to do. You know, nowadays you already know, Hey, get the cell phone out and text. I'll say whatever I need to say, Yeah, but I can walk right by that person that I text the night before and don't say a word to them. <laughs> Yep. You know, so yep. it's, it's communication, you know, so my goal in my class is simply to get them from point A to at least halfway to point B, yep. you know, because yep. at, at the end, you know, we're going to like, even now we're starting to do some more speeches, but I want to see how they've gotten better. You know, I want them to be a lot more, or at least a little bit more comfortable, you know, when they leave my class compared to when they got to my class, because right. You're going to have to communicate. That's what I love about my class. I can't sit there and tell you, you know, when you're going to need and use the Pythagorean theorem. I can't tell you right, that. Right. Okay. But I can tell you that at some point in time, you're most likely going to have to communicate. You know, yep. if, if even if it's just getting the people around you, you might be the smartest person on the planet, but if you can't make those people around you at least half as smart, 
then that's no good. Yeah, I think I think you uh, said it really good because you know when you said point A in my head, you know, and most people listening are like point B, like point A to point B, but. And I've had this, you know, you're the 24th episode and people have talked about, you know, their definition of success, success is student growth, right? Well, that growth, again, can be academically, numerically from a 65 to a 70 and this kid passed. I mean, there's, there's, there's growth there by society's standards, you know, probably not academically savvy and, and successful as we would want them to be, but if you measure it as growth, then, then that's the net success. And so in life, whether it's my health science, your communications, it's basketball, whatever sport you may coach, as long as we in four years allowed that student, or even in a year, or in your case, a semester can see growth in a kid, then there's success. So I think, I think you said that uh, really well. All right. So next question I have for you is, um, in regards to, you know, well, how many years now? It's so 15 year at steel and then how many before? Uh, it's easy for me because I started in January of 2001. Okay. So just one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> All know? right. So, All yeah, right. So this is 20 easy. years for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in 20 years of education, without mentioning a student's name, um, you know, can you share a pivotal moment in your teaching career slash coaching career, since I'm talking to a coach here, um, where you knew that that you had an impact on a kid or a kid, a kid's story um, had an impact on you? You know, pivotal. A, I mean, pivotal, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, these, yeah, these yeah. kinds of things happen all the time. But what's mm -hmm. that one pivotal moment so far in your 20 year career that's going to stand out amongst the rest? Hey, you know what? Uh, and they're they're continuing, and there's there's probably a few, but the two that stand out to me, um, you've heard me talk about this as well. But there's, and this is in my former district, but there's a kid, not a kid anymore, but he literally calls me easily once a week, you know, if not more, from prison. You know, and uh, it's it's like he hangs on to our relationship because he feels, and he's told me this, he feels like I was the only one that believed in him. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and he and he, I mean, deep down, as a heart, and his crime wasn't you know extreme bad, but he's in prison, so he obviously screwed up. You know, but and he he still asked me. Nowadays, I just don't get it. I, you know, why, why you still think I can think I can, you know, but something like that is, is pivotal. And I, I really think that he's still going to be okay. Yep. No, he, he is. I think he's still going to be okay. You know, he, he just had a kid, you know, and he hasn't even, you know, basically held that kid yet, you know, but uh, it's, it's getting him to believe you know, just like when he was younger, you know, same type thing. He was a bad situation, foster kid. You know, life was not easy for him. You know, he's been dealt a bad hand. And, you know, sometimes people need people to believe in, you know, yep. and, and he's one. And the other one, you know, this is what I'm talking about, but same type thing with him. And he's here, not here now, but went here. But um, 
he was just allowed to do certain things that he had no business being allowed to do, you know, as young as he was, mm-hmm. you know, and someone that is, was extremely smart, but didn't, didn't apply himself, you know, so I would get on him, you know, knowing he can do better. Right. You know, yet everybody else is satisfied with what he's doing. Right. You yeah. know, this dude could sneeze and go, Oh, I'm sick. I'm not going to school. No, it's not <laughs> working that way. Get yeah. to school. You know? So uh, just even just last night, that guy texts me and he's about to graduate from UTSA cum laude as a mechanical engineer and biological. I can't even say some of the stuff here. Tissue engineering, <laughs> you know, he's going to make tons and tons of money, but he even says, you know, thanks for, for being that one that was hard on me you know, and, and, and get me going in the right direction, you know, when, when some others at times really weren't. Yeah. And I don't know that. I mean, yes, we use the expression being hard on, right. But we said it in athletics and I've said it before, right. You just held them accountable because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that wasn't happening at home and, and accountability is not what you do to somebody. It's what you do for somebody. And that action right there speaks volumes when yeah. you can see that, 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 uh, you know, success journey that he's had as no doubt but uh well hey let's uh let's wrap things up i've got one last question for you it's the same question i ask everybody and and that's think of think of somebody on campus here at steel currently um that you would like to give a shout out somebody that you would like to say thank you to they've been in your corner they've had your back um you know who who would that one teacher be and why give them a shout out Um, you know, it's such a great place. Uh, there are several, you know, I know, I know there are, I know there are, <laughs> including yourself, but, um, just, I, I would have to say you would get, you would probably guess this. I would say coach signs. I, I, I would say coach signs <laughs> because we've been through so much together. Mm-hmm. You know, we were separate for a little while, you know, but we tried to fix that as soon as we could. You know, and we did, but there's, there's so many, I can't tell I can't tell you how many conversations that we've had, you know, from being back in the other district, you know, to now, you know, and a lot of those conversations are, you know, about the kids, you know, and how, you know, we can make things better for them, you know, so I love it. And you already know, I love the fact that we are where we are and, you know, and, and we're able to work together because uh, I think, uh, with the two of us, you know, getting our heads together. And there's a, there's a lot of good things, you know, that can come about. Well, that's awesome. Well, shout out to you, Coach Signs, for being in Coach Hubbard's corner. Coach Hubbard's corner. I just said that, that just has a <laughs> ring to it, man. Uh, but, hey, Coach Hubbard, I really appreciate it, man, uh, taking some time out of your day uh, to visit with me on, the, on this episode, man. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure always working with you, my partner in crime, Coach Lonnie Hubbard. Again, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Be blessed, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man. We'll see you. All right. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to Keeping Up With The Knights. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure you subscribe and click the notification button so you know when the next episode is released, and then share it with your friends and colleagues. If you're so inclined to do so, would you please rate and review this podcast to help me grow our community of listeners? I hope there was something that you heard today that allowed you to connect outside the classroom. Now, 
more than ever, we need each other as a support system, and we need to continue to make this the best high school in the state of Texas. Thank you, Night Nation. Now, go be someone's champion today. Thank you.